Hi everyone, welcome back to the Wooden Cross once again and in this episode I have Pastor Mio joining me from Shillong. So Pastor, thank you for your time and thank you for joining the Wooden Cross podcast. Before we kick off with other points of discussions, can you briefly uh, give an introduction about yourself, your family and your ministry, what you have been doing in Shillong? Yes, um... Miu Chankari from Nagaland. We are based here at Shillong serving the Lord for the last 14 years as pastor at Our Baptist Church. <laughs> and uh, me with my wife, we are blessed with a daughter, Tiaban, she is 12 years, and a son, Malongnan, who is uh, 9 years. My wife, she's also theologically trained. and. Uh, She's supporting me along with the children in the, this ministry. Thank you so much for inviting me to your Wooden Cross talk. Yeah, thank you so much for, for availing your time. Um, I understand that you also have your YouTube uh, channel in which you broadcast uh, messages. And Can you briefly tell our listeners so that they can also check out and be blessed? This is a channel by default. <laughs> <laughs> I started, you know, exploring where I can deliver the word of God during the pandemic last year. And uh, by God's grace, I was led to the YouTube channel. And this is a channel where I try to share short devotionals, reflections from scripture mm-hmm. and also uh, some important issues that I would like to highlight and let others also know mm-hmm. and from time to time I also try to upload songs that I love to sing with my friends mm-hmm. and uh, last year middle of 2020 I started a series on the book of Revelation starting mm-hmm. with chapter 1 it's called the Apocalypse series. In between, I uh, had to uh, adjust with other topics on priority basis. So for a time being, I'm uh, keeping it low, but it will continue. Okay. So my content is most to do with reflection from the scriptures and encouragements from the Word of God. Our listeners can also check out the YouTube channel and the, most of us are into YouTube and so there are lots of contents that are useful, that are helpful for us. So I would also encourage our listeners here to go and check Pastor Muse mm-hmm. Tankiri's yeah. um, YouTube channel. These are difficult times as we know and then the pandemic has given all of us to reflect on things that we are doing, maybe even in our personal life, maybe in our society, our, 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 yeah, our works, and especially for us as church workers, uh, it's a very good time to reflect upon our ministry. And so, um, yeah. as a pastor in Shillong, uh, gathering to the believers there, uh, so how are you able to discharge your pastoral responsibilities Church. at this time? Now the church are locked down, there is no free movement. So how are you able to reach out to your congregation? We have never been a virtually active as we are now during this uh, pandemic situation. Mm-hmm. 
we have never imagined conducting baptism wearing a bp suit or you know did we ever imagine conducting funerals under the cover of such uh, bp suits these are different now mm-hmm. but we know that the ministry should go on and so there is a great paradigm shift in the, what we do today in the church ministry yes where we are innovating the ministry as much as we can in reaching out to the members and supporting them in every possible manner mm-hmm. uh, it's not just virtual but uh, during emergencies and also you know in times of need as i said we need to go extra mile even uh, you know uh, at the risk of uh, our health or yes. even you know uh, as duty calls we step out and likewise uh, in reaching out to the members each member of the pastoral team we are assigned to a particular zone mm-hmm. we call it uh, care groups so each of the pastoral team member is assigned two three care groups and then the, we take in charge of all those uh, together okay. and so uh, coordination over phone and uh, zoom mm-hmm. uh, it's a daily activity now yes so like i said uh, we have never been virtually active as we are today yes yes Yeah, the virtual platform has become very important and before the lockdown <laughs> very funny story but then before the lockdown I I came across an article or basically a video you know something uh, about mm. a church in Los Angeles yeah. conducting um baptism and conducting the Lord's supper through virtual reality and so people were making fun of those things that was I think maybe the end of 2019 And mm-hmm. so now, um, now it, during those days, during the normal days, it was it it sounded funny, and then it was something ridiculous which you yeah. could not imagine. But now, <laughs> very very mm-hmm. sadly or very truly, it has come uh, for us you know, to interact and even yes. sometimes maybe to, even to conduct this uh, our sacraments through the yes. virtual channel, and so something. To think about for all of us. Initially, um, maybe last year was a different case, but when the second wave came back again, when this lockdown started again, uh, we know of the fear that we have uh, because of the contagious nature of the disease itself. But then, um, people, we are not very happy yes. about the response of the churches uh, in dealing with the pandemic. Maybe in a way that mm. no. people were saying that the church are not coming forward as the church should in times of need so now uh, i think after say some pressure from the public i think even in nagaland here uh, i i have read in the papers that few churches yeah. have opened up uh, their structures the church um, to be used for quarantine centers and all and so they are helping mm. even the government so yeah How do you see? Are, are do you think that the churches is doing enough by opening the doors, or what should be done again? Yeah, I cannot talk for other 
or another local church because uh, every church has a particular context traditional mm-hmm. setting and the dynamics are all the same uh, very different to each uh, local church but again the principle remains the same yes. and so uh, the driving force of every local church should be what should we do or uh, what would Jesus do in such a situation what would Jesus want my church to do I think uh, that should be the guiding light for all of us and then uh, yes in that way I think uh, we can do enough and uh, we will not miss the mark there were even news of pastors or say mm. church leaders not really um, attending to the needs of the congregation that's one thing and again another very extreme side of it is again uh, many have lost their lives uh, to COVID and um, members have gone so in those times we have heard of pastors and, and church leaders especially unwilling to really go to the funeral service yeah. and to conduct a proper decent respectable burial for the and so those were some of the cases we have heard and so in dealing with the COVID uh, there is a risk element I think that we can all understand and, and last time there was a number of about more than 40 more than 40 Jewish leaders that have passed away in India that I mean only from the Baptist uh, denominations okay. and, yes. and I'm sure that there are many from other denominations as well with all this risk element in mind, up to what extent should a church worker or a pastor be involved? Uh, now, in in this case, in in in, in extreme cases, just say. And so, what yeah. do you say? How how should we respond to such situations? Maybe if church member has died, a funeral is required. How how should he be responding to such situations? Yeah, I remember my own experiences and at the same time one of our church member is a medical doctor he himself was doing a surgery on bb suit and the patient was a covid okay. patient and that's not just one instance but for them that's their way right. of life and you know uh, for them uh, they have their own precautions and at the same time they are able to cater to the needs of the patients just as i was mentioning about the churches i think the principle remains the same for all the pastors as well so in such a situation what would jesus want the pastors Mm -hmm. to do what would jesus do i think it comes back comes back to the basics the same old uh, mm-hmm. basic question. Yes, the element of risk is very much there. But in life, in ministry, there is no success without mm-hmm. taking a risk. And that's very true, especially in church ministry. We just need to be sensible, be careful, take proper precautions that, you know, uh, we don't take foolish risk mm-hmm. at the same time because uh, it's also due with our right. common sense so uh, 
the scripture is very clear about that uh, you know warning us against taking mm-hmm. foolish risks but at the same time there are ample reasons how and why uh, and uh, in what condition what situation we need to uh, mm-hmm. step in and with proper precautions i think uh, we can reach out to the needy uh, even in this time of you know uh, covid yes, situation yes. yes that's that, that's very yeah true i mean uh, it's very contagious as as we know and the sobs are very clear and i think even the guidelines is very clear from the governments and from the medical departments about what we should be doing i mean uh, in terms of interacting with even with the positive patients or even uh, in terms of handling the disease and so uh, for us as as leaders again now once we neglect the work the basic uh, the basic work that we are required to do then uh, we as church leaders becomes a stumbling block even for the believers i think that's where maybe we have missed and i think we have gone wrong mm-hmm. i think initially without uh, understanding the proper basics of from the medical perspective and i think even from the ministry perspective as well yeah if at all the authority has put certain restrictions then uh, there is no reason why we should go against them that's one but on the other hand if at all the authority leaves certain space for the church ministers especially pastors to step in and at least give a respectful funeral or right. the last rite being taken the proper precautions and all those other measures i think uh, we can really minister especially in this time of very emotional moments especially because the funerals as we know these are not for those who have died but it is for those uh, near and dear ones for those who are alive the biri family and so i think that aspect should be uh, uh, looked into and uh, as ministers given a chance we should be happy enough yes after taking proper precautions we should take that as opportunity <laughs> to minister to yes. the affected families i think uh, these are very precious opportunities where we can you know bless the congregation in a very special way moving on um i want to maybe put a very controversial question as we have said in the beginning different mm-hmm. with the autonomy of the local churches we function differently and but then generally now you now one of the church mandate um, mm-hmm. you know that we are given uh, by jesus yeah. is even to care for the sick uh, to care for the downtrodden to feed the hungry so now but when you when you look around now at this times again even in the pandemic i'm no i'm sure the churches are doing what they can in their own ways but now in nagaland i'm sure most of the churches are uh, doing well in, in in their own ways in terms of finances and all now we see that we are investing you know the churches are investing thousands maybe in terms of lakhs and in terms of crores in in the mission works maybe outside of nagaland and at the same time people are uh, churches are investing again uh, a huge amount into construction works into accumulating more and more let's say assets in their own way yes 
we have big churches we have big income yeah. sources coming in uh, and, and so most of the churches are financially uh, stable in many ways at this time such as it is now people are not working maybe the daily laborers are not working the yes. sick are unattended no people have no money and so do you think that you know, the church should be investing more of the resources now in member care now more than anything else rather than investing or rather than you not know, giving their bank balances fat what do you say on that mm-hmm. <laughs> i consider both this issues as very important we know this pandemic situation is not going to be here forever and uh, we pray and hope that one fine day this will uh, face off talking about talking about the dna of christianity missionary dna of christianity in our missiological classes we hear about this even in Uh, our conversations about mission we talk about this emil brunner he said mm-hmm. the church exists by mission as fire exists by burning ministry i think both outside and inside the local church is very important and uh, we need to have a balanced uh, mm-hmm. approach to both these aspects and so even as we take care of the people outside the church We right. should also not forget to take care of the members in our congregation, the health of the local church. So, uh, yes, if we're investing so much on the outside but neglecting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our own members, that's also not healthy, and the other way around. And so, our approach should be uh, strengthen our family. and at the same time with that strength we reach out to the others to bring more members under the fold i think uh, that should be our perspective yes that that's true um even i feel every church has the responsibility now uh, both physical and spiritual responsibility to to really care for the member at this time not only the spiritual needs but again at the same time there physical needs as well and and, and as you rightly said uh, i think the balanced approach should most uh, needed at this hour and so all these um different issues now are coming in from different angles and people are going through a difficult time they talk about facing a very difficult time both maybe mentally uh, emotionally and at the same time physically as well and many are not used to staying at home for a longer period of time without doing anything and so that is taking a really uh, difficult mental toll on many of our members now when we talk about the church now we talk about hope so it, it is a kind of a symbol of hope for us the church now what should the church be doing to keep its members spiritually fit at this time as of course we have discussed about yes. the online services and all Now, as a church, uh, I think the whole focus of church holistic mission has to come to the forefront mm. at this at, at this pandemic. I think the demonstration and the proclamation of the gospel. We cannot just be mm. preachers and not doing anything about it, right? So, so mm. what do you think uh, should the church be doing uh, for our members? You know, to be spiritually, to be emotionally, and to be uh, physically fit at this stage. 
Like you mentioned, the church needs to be a symbol of hope, representing Christ, which is very true. This pandemic situation has given ample opportunity to the local churches to proclaim and demonstrate the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullest form. Talking about what we are doing here in Shillong, because many of our members, we come from our home state, Nagaland. And uh, people come here to study, people come here for their work, uh, not only in government and private establishments, but also for different business. Some are even, uh, you know, daily wage earners. And so lockdown definitely has affected the majority of the congregation, the families. And so in order to address that, besides what we are doing, the prayer or other counseling ministry, we decided to uh, form a group, we call it COVID Response Initiative. Now, this was first proposed by the mission board of the church, and then with a common uh, platform, which includes the church and the civil societies, including the students. We started this initiative, and then we have come with uh, different teams, not only a prayer and a counseling team, which is in fact one of the major <laughs> ministry of the church, even before the pandemic. Along with that, we have a medical team right. and that looks after uh, the medical aspect of the members, not only during emergencies, but also, you know, uh, sharing information <laughs> and sensitizing the members. And then along with that, we also have a essential services team that looks into the needs of uh, the families and the members. Say, for example, if uh, a family, the bread earner is no more earning, we list the uh, you know families, including uh, senior citizens, and then uh, not just sharing finances yes. but also along with the financial support we also try to reach out to them with basic uh, you know needs uh, starting with rice and other uh, vegetables so uh, yes we cannot go beyond the word of god but the word of god in its fullest form as we call it uh, holistic approach can be demonstrated and exercised especially in a situation like this pandemic. Uh, so as long as we are able to express, uh, you know, okay, right. the principles of the word of God, our mission is success. In fact, uh, this are wonderful season where uh, we have, like I said, ample opportunities uh, to minister to the people. And uh, not only to those who are coming to the church, but this is also a wonderful season where we can reach out to the unchurch because for them, they see love in action as we take an extra mile reaching out to them and uh, 
even without preaching to them, uh, they are being touched and being blessed by the ministry of the church. Yes, uh, that is. I think that you have made a very important point um, in this regard, uh, forming a core team to to really look into the needs of the members, or starting from the medical to essential, uh, gathering to the daily workers, even to the extent of senior citizens. And, and I, I think that is what exactly I think the church should be doing, and even. The congregations are looking forward to, I think, from the church. Uh, as much as there is a need for the spiritual uh, nourishment, I think there is also a greater need for even for physical comfort and physical need. And I think that is a very novel initiative that uh, your church, under your leadership, uh, that you are doing. Maybe I'll also pass these these ideas, uh, these things, even to the church that I'm involved here. Uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, your congregations, uh, your members are being uh, cared for there. Um, one of the defenses against uh, the virus uh, is the vaccination. Um, I'm sure that many of us are praying, many of us have been praying about uh, the medicines, about vaccines, and now that vaccine is finally here amongst us. and. But again, there are many rumors, even among our believers. I mean, some even church leaders are hesitant, no, even to encourage its members to uh, go for the vaccine. Of course, no one can be forced. It's an individual choice and individual decision whether to get vaccinated or not. But again, from the medical perspective, when we when we look into the statistics, more than ninety percent of those who uh, who unfortunately died were not vaccinated, and and no. So the cases are arising like that and so vaccines are available people are hesitant uh, because of the rumors because of the conspiracy theories you know even saying up to the extent of saying that it represents the number of the beast 666 so so how do you look into that issue and what would you suggest your members vaccine is not something new this issue is not a very recent issue. Most of us from our early childhood we are vaccinated for different ailments, I mean, to be protected from different diseases. And so in its own place, vaccine in its uh, first place is to help our body defense system, strengthen our immune system to fight against whatever, uh, you know, diseases around us. Mm-hmm. I think the Suspicion against uh, COVID-19 vaccine is also similar a few years ago when uh, different vaccines were coming up. And so uh, deep down inside the human psyche, when a new thing comes or uh, any new situation, there is always the fear of change. But not only the signs, but also from our own experience, we have known that uh, Vaccines are meant for our own profit to help our body fight against disease. And so there should not be any issue even with uh, uh, the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons maybe because uh, the vaccine was fast strike and people are of the opinion that enough human trials were not conducted. But then I think uh, that is the first line of defense for us now. I mean, for us you know, to be 
protected against uh, the, the disease, against the virus. Um, of course, it doesn't cure us of the virus, but I think it's one of the important defense against you know, against uh, going through severe sickness if we, unfortunately, if we come into contact. I think uh, that's very illogical to say that it carries the number of the peace. It is not just biblical, but at the right, same time, right. human uh, logic doesn't deal de uh, with what we are, uh, you know, proposing now here we as believers because uh, this kind of statements are coming out from the uh, believers yes we need to be very careful not to spiritualize everything there's a certain le uh, level where we need to apply our common sense and at the same time what does mm -hmm. science you know help us and how does uh, it help us so, uh, with the Bible in one hand, we should also be very much aware of what is happening around us. So, yes, the vaccine at this time seems to be frustrating. But there was a reason, I think, why they had to do that. Years ago, because of the funding, it took years and years in coming out with particular vaccine. I agree to that. But now, uh, on priority basis, it's not just one country, but the uh, government world over, globally, they were addressing this. And so, uh, it is not something done behind the screen, but it was all out in the open, how and when the testings and all the uh, researches were done. And so, uh, in that way, 24-7, People were working on it, scientists, researchers, and all those uh, people involved. They were focused on coming out with the vaccine. And so, yes, there will be some uh, fraction of incidents where such kind of, uh, you know, death or uh, complication happen. But in general, I think uh, we have nothing to worry about of taking such a vaccine. Thank you for the input and thank you for enlightening us. Before we wind up, um, any last remark that you want to leave to our listeners? Any last encouragement for our listeners before we wind up, Master? Yes, uh, days are not that easy for all of us. But at the same time, we are also meant to realize that this pandemic situation has brought so many wonderful opportunities for all of us, especially the believers. And so we need to make use of these opportunities and be a blessing to the people around us. And at the same time, the challenges that we are facing today, we are not the only one. Globally, world over, mm -hmm. people are also facing such uh, struggles and challenges, and they are also able to overcome. And so just like them, we will also overcome this situation. We just need to be careful. We just need to be sensitive. And especially as uh, Christians, we need to be uh, sensible to the leading of the Spirit and ask ourselves, reflecting on the Word of God, what would Jesus do if He was here? Uh, how would He execute this? And so with that, uh, if we can look forward, we pray and hope that 
the situation will improve very soon. For just like the pandemic, opportunities are also not going to be here forever. So we just need to create this opportunity and be a blessing to the people around us. So be blessed and be safe. Thank you, Pastor, for your time. Yeah, thank you for coming and blessing us. Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> It was wonderful having that chat with you. And so that's all we have for this episode in the Wooden Cross. Do subscribe to the Wooden Cross podcast in Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or on any other platforms you listen on. You can also follow the Wooden Cross Instagram page at, and leave your comments and feedbacks. So do join next week for more exciting episodes. Blessings to all and stay safe.